0: and welcome to another episode of Split Screen Radio, a podcast all about the games we play, the news in the industry, and the stories that come from playing together. I'm your host Slacker, joined by my two co-hosts, Big Papa, Howdy, and Ruko. Hey, everybody. We have a great show for you today. But before we get started, we want to uh, make sure that you know that you can listen to this podcast unedited by watching us on Twitch at The Slacker Project on Monday evenings or by joining us in our Discord. There will be links for that in the description of this podcast. Split Screen Radio is available wherever podcasts can be heard, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even on YouTube. And if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can reach us on our Twitter at Split Screen Radio or email us at Split Screen Radio podcast at gmail. Dot com. And today, uh, we've got a few things we want to chat about. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to dive in. Uh, we're, we're actually, well, we, what we've decided to do is that we have a couple of topics that we'll be talking about um, each episode. And we want to hear from you what your thoughts are. And so last week, uh, we did a top three uh, games that will always have a place in our heart and some of our community uh, gave some of their top threes that they really liked, so we want to share one of those with you guys, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about the industry. And this is industry news according to us, so it's definitely not comprehensive, but it's stuff that we're excited about, stuff that we're talking about. Then we'll move on to our feature topic. Today we're talking RPGs. We're going to talk a little bit uh, about role playing games and just sort of a broad sense. Um, we've been playing the game Wilder and that's going to be our uh, our deep dive, our game dive for today. Uh, and that is how far we're going to go in the program. So, gentlemen, how are we doing? Pretty good. Can't complain. I, good. I, I feel like Ruko and I were talking just before we started recording that we're almost in this, like, calm before the storm of a release of a bunch of great yeah. games.
1: Yeah, this um, yes. This week we've got Lost Ark coming out, which I know a ton of people are looking forward to. Later this month, um, a new The Horizon Forbidden West is coming out elden ring is coming out uh destiny expansion is coming out uh warhammer 3 which yeah. i know we're gonna be playing
0: oh, yes is i'm so excited out. for warhammer 3 yeah.
1: yeah yeah i mean this month alone is going to bankrupt me so <laughs> perfect um perfect yeah.
0: the podcast is working yeah it is you, you got me to buy more games okay congratulations
1: thank you <laughs> but other than that yeah things are going things are going good
2: we uh, Ruko and I watched a, a movie this weekend. I, oh yeah! I came over and watched it
0: with oh, that's his cute. wife. Just the two of you?
2: No. Yeah. It was we, well. Uh, we cuddled up. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, we no, watched. No, my it. wife was there for this one. Would you so. watch? Uh, my wife would have been there, but she she was only there for a board game and then went home. Um, we watched uh, Whiplash. Whiplash. Yeah. Oh, that is have you such... watched that?
0: Of course, I've watched Whiplash.
2: Yes, so good. He, Ruko so had good. and his wife. I hadn't seen it. They had not seen it. And seen get it. this, they did band in high school, and they. Oh, so I, I, they, I was oh, kind of I, surprised. I, I specifically did jazz band. Right, exactly. Oh, what a nerd!
1: <laughs> I, had, I Had not seen. It.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> wow, thank you. That's okay, go, that goes without saying. I mean, come on,
0: Slacker. <laughs> As we record podcasts all about video games, he. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> but uh, uh, no, it it was great. What did you think, Ruko? I I
0: just kind of oh, wanna... loved it. Yeah.
1: Oh, yes the the uh, the ending of that movie's been stuck in my head for a couple oh, of isn't days that now. Crazy. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah. good. So yeah. you
2: know, I I remember watching it, and it was almost like it was like the ending is kind of a well, it it. First of all, it makes sense. But when I when you first watch it, it's like you want more, right? It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. I wanted more. But then you think about it for a few minutes and you know, you're like, like, that was the perfect no, that's, ending. that's that, how it needed to end. That was the perfect <laughs> so, ending. And and it's but, it's such a – it's – oh, my. Anyone that has not seen Whiplash, I highly recommend it, even if you're not into music I or anything. I think it won awards, didn't it? It's like, so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, J-
1: I looked it up. J.K. Simmons won an Oscar for He won me, an Oscar so. for Supporting yeah. Actor, Best He's Supporting Actor. Yeah. And he he absolutely deserved it. Oh, he, he absolutely
2: did. Oh <laughs> my goodness, that 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 so, movie is so freaking good. So that is I, such a good movie.
1: I'm actually gonna um, take some of his you know take some lessons from him on how to raid lead now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, hopefully my raid group oh, will step up. I thought you were saying that up. was your like, parenting rule, <laughs> I thought that's how you talk. Uh, no, 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 no. I actually uh, I actually like my kids. So
2: talk about like, some awesome. of the best <laughs> roast lines I've ever heard. Like uh, just hardcore uh-huh. just tearing people up that <laughs> so good oh yeah. my gosh uh so anyone that doesn't know it's just it's about uh a relationship between a, a drummer and a jazz band director and the jazz band director is pretty abusive but it's it's you know his mentality emotionally is that. abusive psychologically emotionally abusive. Abusive, right That's what I'm after, he yeah. he he um his, his his motivation is he wants to find the, the next best jazz musician, right? He wants to – and he figures that you'd weed through the chaff by forcing them to play it, you know, the absolute best without exception. And um, anyway, it's just – it's a fantastic movie, uh, very intense, very – like, I, I mean, I, I'd classify it as a thriller. <laughs> it's just so
0: – Almost,
2: yeah. So good.
1: O- o- almost. It's yeah. it's an edge of the seat drama is, is yeah. what I
2: would – Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, great great movie. Initially, when they
0: were like, "I want to do like a really intense story about a band leader and like a drummer," and like that sounds like that's gonna win. The director,
2: (laughs) the director who wrote the script, actually had a similar experience. Because he was a drum, he was. I think he was a drummer, but he was in jazz band growing up, and and he had a similar experience oh. with a with an a somewhat abusive uh, director. And actually, Ruko apparently had a similar experience with his director, yeah, who wasn't our, nearly as abusive, like but our, still. I mean,
1: our director was for high school, so he couldn't he couldn't be. But I, you know, he, he was he was a great director. Don't get me wrong, I like I liked him a lot. But I imagine him like if he had been. Teaching college is exactly what he would have been like. So, um, yeah.
0: Well, we've got um, some of the community members are even saying that one of them is actually a college teacher of jazz and feels that it drastically misre- misrepresents them. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of our community, um, we have uh, we got a lot of good feedback about our top three from episode one, and we talked about games, uh, you know, that are near and dear to our hearts. And so, shout out to Duo Janice. We wanted to, he, he left his top three uh, on our Discord, and we wanted to share that with you guys and just kind of talk about some of his top threes, and we'll do this uh, every week, um, uh, every time we record an episode for, uh, just to kind of chat with the community, because it's really fun to talk to the community afterwards. We want to kind of bring that onto the podcast a little bit. So, um, his number three, uh, I can't, did we bring, I'm almost, yeah, one of us talked about this Skyrim. Yeah. Right, yeah. he says this was my first introduction to open world and how much time I waste just wandering around doing nothing. Uh,
2: that was also my number three.
0: I think when I went through and played Skyrim the first time, I like picked up everything. Like, oh, I can pick <laughs> up the bowl. I'll take that with me. I can pick up the plates. Yep, that's coming with me too. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you're like over. Anyway, I learned that lesson really quick. His number two was uh, StarCraft One or Warcraft Two. These two games. My friends and I played the crap out of it every time and we had to sleep over with these games whenever we played, uh, and I thought that was awesome. I really, really liked StarCraft 1. StarCraft 1 was probably the first one that I played, like, a big... It was either it was either StarCraft 1 or it was Halo 2 that I had my first big LAN party with. I um, those I feel of those games just, like, champion LAN parties for sure. Those in uh, CSGO... Not CSGO. Was this... So just I, counter- I feel sure. like it was way easier
1: to have a Halo LAN party than a um, Counter-Strike. StarCraft. Or, or Counter-Strike. Well, cause it was a PC. I, yeah, because yeah. it was a PC. Lugging, lugging those huge CRT monitors over to someone's house on top of your you know, your actual desktop machine was so, <laughs> such a dude, pain. <laughs> so, so, okay,
0: so weird story here. Uh, so I actually got into World of Warcraft because of my choir teacher. Uh, she used to play um, on her laptop, and I, she introduced us to this game because she was like playing it all the time. I'm like, what is that? Oh, it's World of Warcraft. This is back when it was vanilla. And um, so I would sneak into her office, steal her laptop, and play a couple hours before school. <laughs> before and That's how I first started playing World of Warcraft. Uh, but eventually we started all playing together, and so I think it was like the last few days of school... I would haul in my entire PC into school. I got it like a suitcase. And I like strapped all this stuff on it—the big monitor, the whole nine yards—and like Jeez. a huge nerd, I was just wheeling this thing into wow. school. And I remember there was this girl, and she she was the cutest cutest girl. And I had a crush on her all through middle school. And we just were, you know, she in high school now. And and she's like, "Hey, get a laptop." <laughs> it it wasn't the fact that i was playing world of warcraft that was embarrassing or that it was the fact that i didn't have a laptop oh man so dude look at me uh, now slacker (laughs) that is that is probably one of the nerdiest (laughs) things i've ever
2: heard like (laughs) oh (laughs) <laughs> bringing your whole desktop to school to play thing. world of warcraft yeah. oh my gosh yeah. was, you should like, have been on we... that south park episode oh. <laughs> they should they should <laughs> so me my I, just, like, I, I think it was yeah. that's awesome <laughs> we do a final and come
0: back to our little pod that we have to play world of warcraft
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but they did play World of Warcraft at school, uh, in the South Park episode. Yes, they do. I don't I think they skipped school to play. I'm pretty sure. That's what I remember. I think they They were in the computer lab playing. But I, you know, either way, uh, that episode apparently based on Slacker. Oh my gosh! That is so funny. I was consulted (laughs) by the directors of South Park. I'm actually
0: from Colorado, so I, you know, they chatted with me. Oh man! I even like mistake. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was that was, that
2: was that was that was like nerdy to the core. Like that is impre- <laughs> it's, it's, it's impressive and sad at the same time. <laughs> commitment,
0: man. That's what that is. That's
2: commitment. <laughs> where did you set it up? Did you set it up like in the cafeteria? No, <laughs> like, where the ukeo players up?
0: played out. They took
2: too
0: much space. <laughs> oh man! No, we, I used the choir room. Me and like three, four other buddies. We just like set up along the edges of the choir room. Oh, that's that's cool. I, I so, that's fun. That <laughs> was it was a blast. Oh but, man, uh, that's fun. Super exciting. I was I was playing like an undead mage, and like some people kept walking behind me, like, "Why are you wearing a dress?" I'm like, "It's not a dress. <laughs> it's a robe." I wearing <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like uh like a Kronk Kronk's cronk, angel. <laughs> Slacker, from you you may want to consider, consider cutting
1: this story out for your own. <laughs>
0: Uh, yikes. Personal benefit. I'm married here. now. I own a house, so so okay. that's okay. Wow! I'm trying to flex. <laughs> Take now. that, and people! <laughs> I have a job, and okay, all right. Uh, Duo Genesis <laughs> number one was was Chrono Trigger. He says yeah. that this is the first game I fell head over heels for.
1: I uh, I really need to play Chrono Trigger. I've played a lot of those old JRPGs, and they're all. We really good, but somehow Chrono Trigger has always just snuck past me for some reason. I watched so. a
2: video, um, actually after he posted this, I watched a video about it, like how it was created and all that, and it was pretty cool, pretty cool to watch. Yeah. Um, I, it's definitely uh, on my list somewhere
0: to play. <laughs> I completely have missed the Final Fantasy JRPG boat. I just, I mean, I, I, even now, I've tried to play Final Fantasy so many times, and I just can't... So, it just doesn't yeah. stick. Just doesn't I, stick
1: for I've, me. I I've only played them in the last decade or so. Um but seriously, they they still hold up. Uh those those games are just really really good. I would say start with like Final Fantasy 2 if you want to get into it. Final uh, Fantasy 2? It's it's uh sorry, Final Fantasy 4. Um that's the uh it, it's Final Fantasy 2 here in the states. So it's technically Final Fantasy 4. Um, that one is fantastic. Final Fantasy VI, also is just another masterpiece. I'm in the same boat so, as
2: Slacker. I need to. I've always been wanting to play. I've always wanted to play them. I never. Totally. I've never. I've never really got into. Or Dude, not that I've never. S- got Secret got of into Secret him, of Mana, tried.
1: Earth, Earthbound. All of those are just. really, really good. I remember and when they hold up today.
0: Do you remember when that um, that cinematic clip came out? It wasn't even a movie. It was like 20 minutes. Uh, Advent Child. Do you guys remember that? Um, that I was don't. a
1: Final Fantasy... Like, it was a movie. I'm pretty sure yeah, that was Yeah, I watched that, and I was
0: like, wow, this movie. is really impressive. Um, but I yeah, just... Yeah, that was Final Fantasy 7. So, Big Papa, we're sure. gonna have to, like, do a playthrough together. We're gonna have to, like, pick I, one, and... Like, I would be totally down. Like,
2: yeah. I would be totally down. That would be a lot of Just the kind fun. of experience um, to say, what
0: have you done with this character? How... Yeah.
2: I gotta ask you guys something, though, because I remember there's one JRPG I played. Um... That blew my mind when I was... I don't know. I must have been in middle school. It was like... You know, but it was like one of those... It felt like an old school JRPG. I don't know if you guys have ever played this, but it literally came with like... I think it was like a two-disc or a four-disc set <laughs> to play. Because you you'd had you play through part of the story, and then you'd have to switch to a new disc and the PlayStation. It was... Um, the Legend of Dragoon, I think. Oh, is what it's I've called I've that.
1: heard of that one. Oh yeah, my no, gosh, I, that I've had people talk to me about that. Yeah, one.
2: Yeah, that that game yeah. blew my mind, and I never got to finish it because it was owned by a friend, and he let me oh, borrow it. And I got bummer. to the second disc, and then I had to give it back. And it was like, oh man, I've all you know. So I I'm probably have to gonna have to go back and play that again at some point. But that you know that yeah. JRPG blew my mind. That
1: that was on the PlayStation
2: One, right? Yeah, PlayStation I mean, One. That was, yep. How come you how could come PlayStation play
0: it, games had multiple discs to play through their campaigns? But Nintendo, you only had one cartridge. I don't yeah.
1: know <laughs> because... that's a good question. Well, well, I, I mean, had like two or three
0: cartridges you had to go through. I wonder.
1: Somebody explain that. There... To yeah, yeah.
0: Hmm. Um, I wouldn't.
1: I don't know. All right, <laughs> yeah, go ask, go ask Nintendo. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like... and Sony. <laughs> yeah, and so you can. People,
0: uh, you know, people in my high school would be like, "Dude, I just ask you. You're the nerdiest guy we know." Um, that's true. Okay, industry. Yeah, you brought your whole desktop to, to play. I still, yeah, I, still to stay. I still remember her shouting through the halls, uh, Get a laptop!
2: <laughs> At least she shouted that. At least she didn't shout, Get a life, right? I mean, that that would have been worse. Yeah, but well. get a laptop. At least she was encouraging you to, you know, she's like she wasn't get discouraging new, get you new from, technology right. get, get an upgrade she's like make it you easier know? on yourself so that's you can right. do what yeah. you, that you want. Really nice. yeah, that was really that. nice that was really
0: okay. nice of her you know it wasn't really reflected in her tone but I, if that's what she's saying, <laughs> I appreciate it <laughs> she could. okay let's move on here we go here we go <laughs> Um, let's talk about the industry news according to us. We're going to backtrack a little bit because some big stuff has happened over the past uh, few weeks, and we kind of bypassed over this in episode one, so we're going to cover some of this stuff, uh, tonight, starting with some news from Activision Blizzard. Uh, the biggest news there that I actually didn't put in our outline was their acquisition into Microsoft, and... You did put it on there, just Oh, a good, bit, good. A little bit further. Um, this. and it kind of seems to be... We'll, we'll,
1: uh... A season of acquisitions. Micro, Microsoft acquired them. I think you said. Oh, did sorry. Did you say it the other way around? I might have. <laughs> Activision Blizzard is not acquiring Holy Microsoft. Holy smokes! Thankfully, this is why there's three of us <laughs> doing this <laughs> podcast. My, Microsoft is acquiring Activision Blizzard. I, yeah, that's a, in that's a few weeks old. In some alternate
0: reality but. in the multiverse, Oh my. that has happened. Uh, I, <laughs> no, no, it, it is. Yeah. So, Microsoft Bottom. them. Uh, there's. To be completely fair, I think you know fans were rejoicing everywhere. But in reality, we don't actually know if that's good news or bad news yet or the direction that they're going to take that in or the implications of what that means. But the overall consensus is pretty good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy about this. I'm so glad that Bobby Kotick is going to be out. <laughs> like I cannot... I couldn't be happier for that because he's been a scumbag and uh, like yeah, that's that's gonna that alone is worth it for me. I I don't think like I think it's all uphill for me. Oh, it's
0: the end, end of an era so. for sure. Like like yeah. when they when they got acquired by Activision, it was the end of an era, and now we're we're, we're you oh. know going through the next stage. So. This uh, feels
2: a little bit more like there's hope on the horizon rather than it does. Than, it does. You know, despair, uh, right? Quite
1: frankly, I was ready to be done with Blizzard and Blizzard games in general, which is a shame. So is I. I've I've grown I've grown up on them. Both Slacker and, and
2: I, both were committed to like never play World of Warcraft again after New World came out, and <laughs> and now we're like I, hmm, maybe. Well, we'll and, should... <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, I, I
1: I think I told you guys like, um, I I was kind of planning for this to be my last WoW expansion and and just be done after this but if they if they roll world of warcraft into the game and get into game pass man i will be on world of warcraft still from now till i die i'm pretty sure so <laughs> um that's a good point you know well yeah. i i but,
0: was i was i was pretty sad that i wasn't going to play the next expansion regardless of what it was just because i like you know like big papa mentioned played every expansion right? i've played every expansion at launch i yeah. usually have always done at least the first rate of each expansion um and then you, know, then you hit, hit, hit the first content drought, and I, I usually fall off at that point. But I'll, I I almost always come back. And oftentimes I'll come back for the last uh, um, major patch as well to lead into the next expansion because I'm kind of hyped for it. But when New World, New World was coming out, we started our podcast at Turnum Radio, um, and that felt like such a breath of fresh air. Even though New World has had its own ups and downs and its own journey, I was like – you know, me and Big Papa, we talked about it. We're like, yeah, this is probably, yeah, I, I uninstalled the client. I was I was just done with WoW and, and with Hearthstone. Blizzard and in general, just
2: Blizzard in general. Their whole catalog.
0: Yeah. It's just It was a bit too much of a sting now, almost. So yeah. um, I don't know what the future holds for Blizzard. I, I've heard that they're looking at com- coming out with mobile games now in the future with the Warcraft IP, um, that they have a new survival game that's on the horizon, Um, there's a lot coming from them Uh, but the kinda question remains is it gonna be riddled with uh, you know microtransactions and you know uh, poor business decisions and caring more about profitability than about the players it's always about the customers guys come on how do they not get this yet like even a corporate entity you know so so I I just kinda kinda threw my hands up I'm done (laughs) and go play a game that amazon is making you know they're not the greatest of image either. but it was something different it was something fresh and i was like this is enough for me to be like all right i think i'm done uh, and a lot of people now who are from new world are now playing are going to be jumping into lost ark which is going to be releasing uh, this week which is probably released by the time this episode comes out
1: um yeah well early access at the very least will be it will be out but
0: so. at the very least blizzard is not the top dog anymore they're not the this behemoth no. this titan this this beacon in the gaming industry where everyone wanted to work that used to be my dream job was to work for blizzard and now i think if i got offered a job i'd say you got to pay me a lot of money now like for me to go work for you because it seems like it would be really rough to work there
1: well to be fair i don't think they're gonna sexually harass you slacker but you know
0: uh you don't know that
1: (laughs) that's true i guess
0: i don't but i would almost be a little bit offended (laughs) if they didn't now like, what's wrong with him? Am I not getting? <laughs> that's, that's true. I, I mean, to be
1: fair, I mean, Blizzard's just been on a downward slope, I feel like, for the last 10 years or so. Oh, uh, what a bummer. Ever since I got bought out by Activision. And I'm just, I think Microsoft's going to breathe some fresh air into him. I, I feel like Microsoft has done a lot of really good things. Um, in terms of gaming, the last few years, you know, letting allowing their games to be sold on yeah. Steam instead of their own platform, Game Pass has been a huge success. Yeah. Um, I actually read recently, you know, Microsoft is actually sending out, uh, you know, um, emails to people who have had Game Pass subscriptions but haven't logged on in a while to say, hey, here's how you cancel it, you know, because, you know, so people will actually go out and not waste their money, which yeah. is surprising that's cool I, so yeah yeah so i like i said i think microsoft's done a lot of good things the last few years and i hope they do a lot of good things well they've
2: done a lot of good things like even just from like I, not just a gaming standpoint too a lot of they've started opening up more to like linux <laughs> um and yeah. linux operating systems yeah and but nobody ever uses happening. linux <laughs> that's not true <laughs> at all. Well, that's right. They uh, they put an entire obviously
1: uh, Linux subsystem on, on exactly, Windows exactly,
2: right? Exactly. Yeah. And they're apparently. Uh, I, uh, I heard. I don't know if, but they're coming up with their own Linux OS. You know, uh, distribution. Apparently, I don't know if that's true or not. But that's something I heard. Um, but you know, just like they, they realize that you know, instead of trying to quash it, because it won't be quashed at this point. I mean, so many, so many businesses use it use. Use it for their servers. Um, they've just kind of gotten on the bandwagon, and you know, I think so. So they've done, they've made a lot of smart moves, I think, and you know, Azure, the you know, their whole cloud infrastructure is is doing well. Um, so I think they've they've uh, they've made a lot of good decisions in the last few years, and, and gaming included in them. So well, here's the I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what they do with Blizzard. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Um. Yep. Uh, oh, I also want to talk about uh, a couple of the releases that kind of happened a little bit more recently. Um, have you guys had an opportunity to play the new Pokemon game, Pokemon Legends Arceus? Nope. Not planning to either. Really? Was, You're not uh, even planning on it? I So I
1: bought um, Shield, Pokemon Shield, when it came out two years ago. Yeah, And I was pretty disappointed um, with how c- like quickly that game ended and the lack of stuff to to do once you, you know, beat the Elite four, or whatever it was yeah. in that game, um, and then they, you know, were charging people for the expansion pass, right? I remember that. Yeah. Yep. And yep. uh, well, even and I, I even the like, whole I
2: wild, know. the whole the whole wilds were disappointing. Like I, yeah. they definitely did not stand up to expectation. I think. I think a I, lot of people were hoping for a lot more open world feel, but well, it wasn't. Right.
1: Well, and the new. Correct me if I'm wrong, Saka. The new. Pokemon game is more like that right it's it's more open
2: world than
0: yes Sword or it's shield. more like have you played okay.
2: it yeah yeah so tell, tell us about it because I'm, I'm curious I, I haven't looked much into it mostly because like like Ruko I was a bit disappointed with shield and I've kind of I'm I'm I I I'm, I'm kind of waiting for Pokemon to really revamp their formula because at this point, like I think it's just they've gone in the wrong direction or the, or it's just gotten a little bit stale. I mean, uh-huh. it's a little bit timeless. Some some aspects of it are right, but um, I mean, I'll I'll say some more comments after. But I want to hear what you what you think of Arceus.
0: So, uh, Arceus. So okay. Uh, my so if I were to give it a score. Like, out of like ten is amazing. One is abysmal, um, and I didn't buy Sword or Shield because I saw so many negative reviews, and I really wanted to because I wanted to get that game because I want to love it. I love Pokemon. I've been a fan of it ever since I was young. Um, my, I'm getting my four year old kid into it, and she's freaking loving it. So we got like Pokemon Snap when it came out. Um, so we like we love Pokemon in this household. <laughs> um, and so I was skeptic with with Arceus how are you say that, with Pokemon Legends skeptical arcade, really. Archae- yeah I was, I was a little nervous about it um my experience has been pleasantly surprising uh, i've really enjoyed so how it. does it how does it
2: differ Here's, from a standard pokemon game and how does it how is it similar
0: so here, so you are um the, the the my biggest gripe about it is that it has a lot of hand holding like when you do the campaign like it's like okay now go here now go here now go here now go here and even my four year old was like when can we just go do what we want I'm like well not yet <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's pretty intuitive. that's a pretty smart little girl yeah I saw <laughs> the dialogue awesome. was like yeah keep going um, but once you finally get out there the uh, you're filling up your Pokedex right and the way you fill up your Pokedex is by in, is not just by catching a Pokemon once but it's by doing several things with a Pokemon. So maybe you battle it a few times, maybe you catch a couple of them, maybe you see them use specific moves a set amount of time. So what you do is you go out into this wilderness where there's tons of Pokemon out there and you're like scanning around, and saying, oh, what's that over there? And you go run over there and see what it is and maybe you try and sneak up and throw a Pokeball straight at it and catch it unaware. Or you throw your own Pokeball with the Pokemon that you want out and it pops out. It feels like a Pokemon MMO that you wanted when you were 10 years old it, right it, the the biggest gripe is that it's this open world and you expect it to be like Breath of the Wild where you're gonna discover things around every corner <laughs> and it's not that good it's not Yeah. No. it's open no, world there's nothing so. on that caliber it's it's, it's just a world, place
2: to hold Pokemon. It, yes,
0: That's, it's world design. There's yeah. nothing like it. But I still find water Pokemon down by the water. I still find, uh, you know what I mean? If I go into this one spot that is kind of a little Gra- tricky to get Pokemon to. Grass Pokemon in the tall grass? You know? No, you actually use the tall grass to hide no. and to sneak up on Pokemon and then throw Pokeballs at them. <laughs> oh, There's like okay. this well, one on cool. that's like, you now I'm not. You just start whipping nine. Pokeballs at people. Yeah, no, no, okay. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. There's a crafting system of like, <laughs> yeah. you're, you have to craft your own Pokeballs because it's before manufacturing is all happening. You're kind of in this feudal Japan state. Um, and what's cool is that some of the Pokemon, when I see them, that it's a rare Pokemon, it's far more exhilarating when i see one and I'm like oh my gosh there's this pikachu that my daughter's dying for me to catch i finally find one and so i gotta be like super careful and sneak up on it and try and throw a berry to get it like distracted and then i'm like okay maybe i'm gonna fight this thing so it, it and then in combat they've changed things up where your moves will actually upgrade and so it'll change from just a regular move to now being an upgraded move and you can change from it being a strong stance or an agile stance and on the right-hand side of your screen you'll see the order that everything's going in. So if all things being equal, it would go you opponent, you opponent, you opponent, you opponent. But if you use an agile move, it might go you, you opponent, you, you opponent. Because you're moving faster, you're using moves that are quicker than your opponent, but it decreases the power of those abilities. Or you can use the the heavier, harder-hitting one, but it makes you slower before you can go again. So it gives you some more interesting decisions. It's still the same Pokemon formula, but in a much more exploratory way. I think it's great. I really enjoy the uh, that game. That sounds.
2: That sounds like an improvement to me. Honestly, that sounds I, a lot it, more interesting. It does. Interesting.
0: I
1: like when Sword and Shield came out. I felt like it was just, um, it was a Game Boy game that they just ported over to. It's, to the Switch, it is know? not. Well, it felt like they had been working on it for game, you know, for the DS or whatever, and they just said, "Ah, the Switch. We're not making games for the DS anymore. So here's, we're gonna." That's com- pretty much what they did, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Right.
0: right. In comparison so, to it, other you know, games, it, 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 like if you compare it to other open world games, it feels sparse. The world does feel sure, sparse. Sure. Um but, but I've only a few hours. But it, in, but it's and... more
1: so. But I'm it's better it. than the traditional Pokemon. Where you're just, you know, you're just moving through bushes from town to town type thing, right? Yeah, I would say, would say it's, it's like
0: a, group and all that? a... Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's much more like when I was a kid and we were playing Pokemon on the Game Boy, you know, on the Game Boy Color. And just thinking like, man, how cool would it be if you could actually be in this world and walk around and find Pokemon and throw Pokeballs and catch them? It feels like that. It's got that feel. It's not a perfect game, and there's so much more potential behind it. And if they, I don't know if they had more funding or if it was a different studio or whatever, it could have been incredible. Um, but for what it is, it's good. It's not sixty dollars,
2: but it's good. Are there are there gym leaders? I don't know. I it, haven't does gotten it that still far. do that? Okay.
0: I'm pretty um, sure there is. There's like specific challenges you got to overcome, but I don't think they're terribly hard. There are like like alpha Pokemon that are like really hard to kill. So I've. I've got like, uh, uh, Knockout. Like, Knockout.
2: knock out. Yeah, you don't I, kill. them. Well, we're not violent yeah. in Pokemon. Come on, I knock them out <laughs> real good. They don't ever get up when I knock them out. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: <laughs> um, no, but they're like there are these alpha Pokemon that you can find, and I haven't been able to take one down yet. And I've been playing them for a few hours, so it's. It, it, it's What's the retail value of the game? What's the Just, sixty dollars? Sixty dollars. And it will always be sixty bucks. It's a right. it's a Pokemon. IP. So I don't know how Nintendo yeah. does it, but just if you want to play Mario sixty four and get, by the, you're still going to pay fifty bucks.
2: Well, for anyone out there that loves Pokemon, I'm just going to do this little pitch real quick. There is a game I played recently called Monster Sanctuary that is fan freaking tastic. It yeah, kind of so takes that formula yeah. of Pokemon. Yeah, it takes that formula, and I think it improves upon it in a lot of different ways. And it's on First Game Pass all, for free. Uh huh. It's yeah. a bit of a platformer, so it's got some platforming elements, which is kind of fun. It's not; it definitely doesn't focus on it, but you actually use your monsters that you catch to improve your platforming. So, like some of them will unlock, uh, will break down walls for you. Some of them will let you like hover a little bit, so you can get to higher places. Um, so, so actually, they have a use. The the monsters you catch have a use outside of battle. And then when you fight, it's not just a one on one, and then you keep going cycling through your monsters you you fight with three at a time and so they synergize you can build a team that synergizes really well with each other um and and when you level them up instead of just like picking and choosing between four abilities that you you can have on them um and improving their stats you actually go through a tree of skills and there's like usually three to four different uh trees for one monster and you go through and you you build out their build and it's it's fantastic um The story was even pretty intriguing too. Um, I'm I'm actually there's another one that I found recently called Sirilim I think Cyrilim Online or so or no what is it? Um, It's on my wish list now. But I saw this recently and it has good reviews. I'm gonna try that out eventually and I'll I'll report back. (laughs) Last thing I wanna (laughs) say
0: about that I really liked about this Pokemon game, um, about Pokemon Legends was you can you're still free moving when you're in battle, so you can still run around, and while your Pokemon are fighting. And if you do that and you get in the way of an attack, it'll knock you on your butt. <laughs> like yeah. it just feels oh that's immersive. That's funny. You feel a part of it. You feel like a Pokémon trainer. It's just good. I will, okay. it um, I will say it
2: sounds it does, better, it better. I will say it sounds better. You know, I it's just, be- it's not. Uh, there are other games weird. out there that I think are improving on the Pokémon formula. And, and so far Monster Sanctuary has been a, has been great. They'll never get it though because cheap.
0: it's not Pokémon.
2: Yeah, you know, but but if you like that formula but and want to see it done in a different and potentially better way yeah. um i would recommend that and then the other game i was talking about was serial ultimate um i'm looking into that that was that one's on my wish list and mm-hmm. i am looking into trying that one out too but it's got really good reviews so anyway. um
1: slacker did you buy it digitally or did you get the cartridge for what pokemon
2: oh Arceus. i bought it
0: digitally Dang I'm getting all my. Know. What you want me to send be? I was it gonna to say just
1: done? yeah, just send it to me when you're done. You I have started <laughs> buying all my games digitally. We're gonna have to have an episode talking about physical so, versus six, digital. 60, 60 bucks just seems like a steep price to to give it a shot. If I'm being honest. Yeah, no, uh, it sure is.
0: It is. It, it w- me, but. I, but I, don't, I guess I was just being impulsive, and my daughter and I, I love Pokemon, so we just I, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah I, I don't get me wrong. I, I'm sure I'm sure it's good, but like I, I've heard like getting green for like graphics <laughs> like people have been comparing it to um gamecube graphics you know graphics that oh are almost 20 it's not years that bad man maybe it Sad. Is. i look i don't know i i don't know i again i haven't uh played it but i'm Were just you... saying like i i feel like the amount of effort they put into some of these games versus what it's actually worth is questionable
2: well were you were you wearing your glasses you is, slacker slacker when you were playing were you wearing your glasses so oh can you,
0: shoot i, mean, <laughs> I forgot to wear my glasses. yeah they were uh <laughs> so rose can you really be a judge uh, <laughs> of that no i <laughs> think it's just because no, it, wonder, sa- he's just in it love shares Pokemon. a breath of the wild vibe and because of that it's getting heavily compared to breath of the wild it, it well, I wonder similar. if it was a
1: Pokemon game. I wouldn't. Have <laughs> I wonder if they're testing the waters
2: because, because you know, how hard it's been for them to stray away from their formula, you know, that they've had for the past 20 plus years. I'm wondering if they're like, let's make this little side game, see how well it does, and maybe we'll go in that direction for future Pokemon games because of all the bad reviews they got on Sh- Sword and Shield. Uh, you know, maybe. I'm, I maybe. don't know. Maybe. I hope so. Yeah. You know, me so. too. Me
0: too. But. Okay, should we move on to our feature topic of today? Yeah. So we're gonna yeah. narrow down uh, today. We want to talk a little bit about um, role playing games, and the topic today is, is a little bit more broad, in just the idea of um, kind of what brings us joy for for role playing games. Uh, wh- there's a lot of really, really great stuff out there, and we've already even talked about a few categories. I mean, you can even put Pokemon in a, in, a, in one of those categories, but JRPGs, CRPGs, uh, you know, there, there's just a ton of different role playing games. But uh, you know, I think that th- there's something about it that just kind of keeps us coming back. And with Wilder Myth being our game dive uh, today that we'll go go into at the end of the episode, it felt more than natural to, to talk a little bit more out, about RPGs, what we liked about it, some of our favorite games from it, um, and and kind of why we picked these games to play for it. Um, so uh, to just kind of start off this c- conversation, I wanted to ask a general question. Because I think, for me, the defining point of an RPG is is the storyline is being able to uh, assume a character or a group of, you know, a fellowship or whatever and go on an adventure and kind of get this escapism to be the Witcher, to be, you know, this d this d esque party and go out into, you know, this grand, you know, go on this grand adventure that you always think would be so amazing. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys, do you have a, a, a mechanic or a game where, the storyline hooks you enough that you have to finish it. Because I think that my biggest struggle with RPGs is that no matter how many times I play them, the hardest thing I have with them is that when I'm done, like when I, when I set it down and I pause it and I, and I, and I, and I save my game I step away, I come back tomorrow, maybe I play something different. And then I come back the next day and I'm like, wait, what was going on? I, I get derailed off the story too much And then it's just a pain in the neck to kind of get back in and say, like, who was everybody? What was I supposed to be doing? Um, So back to my question. uh, What do RPGs do that get you invested and genuinely involved in the storyline that just kind of pull you from the beginning all the way to the end to roll credits?
1: So if I'm being honest, I mean, for me, the story either is super interesting and compelling to – actually make me want to play the game or it isn't and this isn't necessarily strictly true for rpgs but i feel like it's more important in rpgs a lot of people play rpgs because they want a good story to hook them and to uh w- which drives them to play the game and and i have to agree i mean rpgs are are supposed to i i'd like to think of them as like almost playing through a book like playing a video Ooh, game version yeah. of, a, of something yeah. that could have been a book you know um, or a movie or, or something like that right and and, and that's kind of the experience I'm, I'm looking for I want to be hooked by the story um, I, I don't know if there's you know I, it's kind of hard to say what's you know characteristics of a good story versus a bad story and in, in any game but um, for me I mean just giving you an example and this game isn't really in it's not really an RPG uh, or not a classic RPG but like horizon zero dawn. Like, the story in that game just absolutely hooked me. And I think I finished the game in, like, a day and a half. Um, and I, I I loved it. I mean, I just, I sat down and I I played it. I had the week off of work, I think, that week. And so I didn't have anything else to do, and uh, which was perfect. Because from the time I started the game to the time I finished it, that's all I wanted to do. And so, you know, having that gripping story, I think some of the things in that story where you have this big element of mystery... Um but then you actually have a, a good plausible explanation. You have little clues and little tidbits of information that give you more and more information as the, the game goes on that that actually not only makes it makes sense with the game, but then it also incentivizes you to want to learn more about um, the bigger picture of, of what's going on with this world. So I don't know, I, I think that's you, you just have to be really careful. Like RPGs that don't have a good story for me just don't don't entice me to play because a lot of times they just end up being the same as every other RPG you know you either have some turn based combat or some generic action combat or, or something like that do so you, the story is king for me
2: do you have an example of an RPG you played that didn't have a good story and didn't hook you
1: Um, so I I played Final Fantasy 15 um, the story was fine but it was pretty confusing playing through it and it jumped it, if, I felt like it jumped around a bit and I it didn't make uh, a ton of sense like in, in terms of story progression it just I, it felt kind of like oh this thing is happening now this other big thing is happening you're going to this other thing and now this huge thing is happening this guy you thought was uh, helping you is actually you know the bad guy or, or whatever and they don't offer a ton of explanation why um, and i i gotta i mean the game was fine i i would say yeah, i i enjoyed final fantasy 15 but i mean i have played it over several months i'm pretty sure um like i wasn't compelled to just go back and and you kind and of pushed it, yourself to finish it I, a, a little bit i mean yeah. again i i liked the, the combat and the game was was really fun and um don't get me wrong i i mean there. are were some parts of the story that, that were interesting and intriguing, but just not from start to finish. And I just felt like it didn't have a lot of my questions answered and 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 things like that. So, um, you know, it's hard to invest time into a game you don't think is going to pay off, I guess. Or, you know, it's the same with books or movies, right? Why, why, why you know, if you read the first hundred pages of a book and you don't think it's going to go anywhere meaningful... Um, why finish it? You know, that's at least that's my my take on on that. But
2: right, um, you know, for me, for for obviously, if you, I mean, the the meaning of RPG is role playing game. So for me, it's all about the escapism of playing someone other, playing a character other than yourself, right? So playing something that um, you are interested in in role playing right and and if we you know traditionally role playing game was you know role playing games were played at a table with spread you know with with sheets and character sheets and and you know one person that that created the story for the the players and um, so so i think i kind of like you know when i think about rpgs I, I i always go back to that it's like you know it, what matters most to me is what i can what i'm able to do and what i can do with with the the character that I'm playing in the game, um, so obviously more more variety of ways to play the character, more variety of ways to build the character, um, and then the and then how the character progresses like within the story itself as well is very important to me. Um, you know, I I actually play and and mostly now I I GM um, tabletop RPGs and I love doing that because I love I love creating characters and creating a setting and creating a world that, that other people can play in. And then I love more importantly, seeing what they do with the, with the, the tools I give them. Right. Um, And, and the setting I give them and how they respond to my conflicts that I've created Um, and having to roll with that, you know, because they, usually will do something i completely didn't expect. Anyway, i love that. I love that in RPGs and when it comes to video game RPGs um i want to be i want to feel immersed in a world and and a story that is you, you know just interesting and and also i want to be feel like i can build the character the way i want to, you know, and and and, exp, and exp, you know, maybe explore the world differently from other other people that have played it and i think that 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 to me is what really defines you know an rpg and what what hooks me is is um you know i can play the game once and play it again and experience it in a completely different way you know um so i uh that's what i that's what usually captures me the story is important because obviously that's that's what's going to keep me doing the main quest (laughs) yeah but um but, you know, I, I think, you know, for a good, you know, a good RPG will give you tools to to create or, or do with the character that you would want to do. Um,
0: yeah, I think that um, I, I really agree with that. and I'm excited for when we actually talked about Wilder Myth because they do this really well. But I remember another instance of playing... I was actually a really good friend of mine. We were playing through Witcher 3 actually together. So we were were doing specific quest lines and trying to play through them at the same time. And I feel like a lot of games tout the whole, like, your decisions matter. It's going to change the world around you. But then don't actually really deliver on that or deliver in a way where it's like, you're going to make decisions that will change the course of history. Your decision is, do you want to go to the West or do you want to go to the East? And then you find the exact same thing, whether you went West or East because it needs to drive the story in a very specific direction. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, right. Yeah. But, but having being able to make decisions that you wouldn't usually make, it's just, it, it's, it's fun. being asked hard questions. That's the kind of stories that I like. I like it when, when I, I'm gonna use Witcher three again because it has a couple of really great examples. Um, in without spoiling anything too much at the beginning of Witcher 3 you do a quest line for this character called the Baron and you make several decisions while you go through this storyline and there's a couple of them that are very gray decisions like like there's really no right or wrong here this is a pretty messed up situation that he's in and you're taking a side. You're trying to stay aloof. You're, you do you intervene a little bit, and you ask all these questions. And I had a really hard time answering some of these questions. And by the time this storyline had kind of resolved, I was really unhappy with the result. <laughs> and I was like, um. I really should have chose different things. And and but I really loved that that happened. I liked yeah. that this that I was like, your decisions led to this happening, and I felt bad. I was like, I generally was like, oh what should I have done different? And I just I live with that and I move on and I think that's that's a really intriguing that's what makes Witcher so great really maybe perhaps that's what it is for me anyway but it keeps you asking Because your questions. choices
2: have consequences. Real consequences. have weight. Right. Witcher wraps hey, it up you know, too. When
0: you wrap that coastline up it's like you made some decisions and these are some of the decisions that, that, that you know, Geralt, yeah. the review I made and this is what happened and you're like oh balls whoops uh,
2: I want to talk about that real quick because that's that's a very good point um, you know I'll bring up Skyrim Skyrim's not a perfect game but it does have that similar thing where, where the decisions you make based on the, the quests you do have actual consequences and they can go they can have multiple endpoints. points um, and you know what's funny is there's there's a couple types of gamers and, and I, this isn't comprehensive but like one is like there's the people that play the game for the sake of the game, right? Because they just want to have fun and they want to be strong, and, and that's totally yeah. fine. Um, then there's the players that play it for the sake of the like, like the narr the narrative, right, or the story, and you want to experience it based on your char- own character's motivations, right? So, so like when you are approached with when you are when you when you face one of these decisions in, in these game in RPGs where you know there's going to be different you know varying consequences based on the decisions you make <laughs> i i feel like the narrative minded person is going to make the decision based on how their character would do it and and that's it Whatever the consequences are, the consequences are. Then you have the gamer mm. <laughs> who's going to look up online what's <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what, what what's the optimal build? <laughs> what's the optimal what? build exactly? What and, stats do I take? And I'm not I'm not shaming that because I you know I've done that when I just want to when I just want to build a fun freaking character and I don't care about the narrative and 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 maybe it's the the game's fault for maybe not hooking me or maybe I just who knows? But I've done that before, and and that's a viable way to play, whatever. But it also v- ruins the narrative experience, which is the whole point of an RPG, in my opinion. You know, it's like, um, you, you know, Wildermith will talk about, but uh, I will say this is like one of the fun things to do, and it, and Wildermith sets this up so well for people. But even in like tabletop RPGs, this is something I try to set up for my own players. It's like I want you to make your decisions based on. What your character would do, not what you would do necessarily as a person, right? Because you've created this character and you're playing as this character. What would your character do? And 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 sometimes playing like that, where you're like, how would my character make this decision? And you make the decision. You go. It's a very. It's that's the more narrative choice, and that can be a lot of fun. Yeah. And then when you go back and play the game with a different character, you experience it completely differently. Um, it's funny because you know, like at Skyrim. The first character I, the first type of character I made was a Khajiit, um <laughs> stealth archer, and at that time I didn't even know because this was back in two thousand eleven when the game came out. I didn't even know how strong that build was, <laughs> but it's if you look up, you know, nowadays it's like that's one of the strongest builds you can do because you literally can just kill everyone without being seen, and it's, it's like one hit, you know arrows to the face it's awesome um but I made this stealth Archer but i would i would progress so slowly through every dungeon and that the friend i was playing with would just kind of get bored you know because i'm I'm stealthy I'm sneaking through i don't want to be hurt and he when he plays he makes like this big old orc barbarian and he just charges through every dungeon and kills things as fast as possible and so he was able to finish the game much quicker than i was we but we had complete you know but it's just the cool part about it is we both had completely different experiences in that game, yeah. Um, because we played it how we how we wanted, how we created our character to play, you know, and and maybe our motivations came from, you know, internally. Like I maybe enjoy stealth more than he does, and he just wants to bash people in the head. But that's totally fine. I think, I love that. That gate that Skyrim allows you to do that.
1: Anyway <laughs> It's it's funny, I generally hate stealth games, but Skyrim for whatever reason I feel compelled to sneak up behind everybody and stab them in the back for <laughs> for no reason. I oh, I don't know Skyrim? why in Skyrim of all games no, Yeah. <laughs> I don't I love be, you know, getting the you know, Skyrim does while it I'm, well.
2: It's a, it's it, a, a fun, it's, interesting it, stealth it's, mechanic. It's, it's, it's,
1: Skyrim's a great game. But, yeah. Um I, I was gonna bring up Undertale. I don't know if either one of you have played Undertale before. Nope. That is that is a just travesty that you guys have not uh, played this game because you want to talk about a game where you can uh, replay it a totally different way. That is that is the game um, I feel has it has it right. In fact, uh, there's there's basically three main ways you can you can play the game, and I I'm not gonna go into the, the details, but um, I mean it's it's a short game that is heavily story driven with some pretty uh, cool and unique combat and the the thing about that game is again your choices really really matter and the character development is just on point uh, with the game you feel like everything you're doing in the game is is having an effect on the, on the world that that you're in is it a um, 2d
2: it looks like it's like a 2d yeah. RPG okay yep it's a, it's a 2d RPG
1: uh-huh okay, yeah it cool. was it is made by uh, just one guy named Toby Fox and um everything from the story to the music is just fantastic like i I still just listen to the music from that game by itself Mm. because it's just so good um but you can you can make it as difficult or as easy as you want you can um do all sorts of different choices um again it's not a super long game but i think it really illustrates what an rpg should be doing you should be having an effect on the world, and how you plan and set out—you know what your character um, is is doing. Like, it's going to follow a path. Certain things are going to be available to you that uh, wouldn't be available if you had done something differently within the game. So, yeah, I, yeah, I would, I would again, I would recommend you guys go pick it up. I just put it on uh, my wish it's, list. It's great. It, yeah. uh,
2: you know, Skyrim. Sky, I'm bring up Skyrim again because it's just, it's just a good example. But like you know it does what Skyrim I think does really well is political intrigue and and not just because of <laughs> I think all Elder Scrolls actually do political intrigue they do really yeah. really well because there's so many different factions involved but but um you know there's a whole quest line in one city where you you know there's a you know a prison break involved and all this and depending on the the choices you make you could it, you know when you start the game there's this whole Group of people called the Forsaken that hate you. They just kill you on sight um, because you're you know you're not one of them. But if based on the decisions you make in this quest line, you could end up you know they end up you can end up becoming an ally of them and they don't attack mm. you on sight and you're you know you're well liked. And you know I love that. And obviously you know it goes without saying, but the whole there's a whole quest line in, in Skyrim that deals with the Empire versus the Nords, the natives of Skyrim. Um, they're called the Stormcloaks, and um, you know based on the the side you choose the whole the map and the characters that rule certain cities will change and it's it's just really cool in, in games to see your choices have such a drastic effect on the world and and um you know and the the game almost evolves with you you know and i and I, I like that and i think that's a traditional thing in RPGs you mm-hmm. know i feel, feel like that's that's a staple
0: you know what the hardest decision i've ever made in an RPG was was what? it was actually Have you guys ever played the Fable series?
2: Uh, Not for a really long time. It's been a long time. I played the the first one a little bit. So Fable
0: 2, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was the first Fable where you could have a pet. And so you got a pet dog. And you, you play through this whole... I, it was. It's, I think it was almost more an adventure than it was an RPG. But you could have a family. You could have children. You could get a house. You get all these. It was really cool. It came out like in two thousand and eight. So this was all very Xbox three hundred and sixty. You know, like console experience. Ooh, this is open world coolness. Uh, and I played through that game. And I'm gonna throw because this came out in two thousand and eight. It is beyond the, the notice spoilers. But the, you have to defeat this this bad guy. Right. And when you defeat him, you're given this option. And and you're granted one wish. And during this this final moment, trying to kill this boss, I let me backtrack a little bit. When you try to kill this boss, your dog dies. And it is gut-wrenching because you it is your he is your buddy. They did a really good job with your dog, just like feeling like he was like your little buddy and companion. Anyway, in the final boss, he dies. And you you just got wrenched. And so you're given these wishes because you've defeated the bad guy, and you're like, okay, you can either—I will give you a massive fortune, and you could buy houses in this game. So this was a big deal. You could uh, massive fortune, or you can resurrect all the people that the bad guy had killed, or you can bring back your dog. And it took me forever. To decide if I was gonna bring back the people or my dog? Did you uh? Did you bring back your dog? I brought back the people because I'm a wow. sucker. You let your dog die. And
1: I think I still
0: regret that to this day, man. Like, I was. The fact that that game. That's tough. That's a tough decision. But to That's... give you that, what a great job on an RPG's point to get the player in a position where they now feel emotionally attached to several different elements of your game and then force them to choose between them. I think that's what really for me what separates some of these RPGs like what separates a good RPG game from it being an RPG versus just an adventure game. The it's RPG the choices you have gives me meaningful connected you know, like just just um engrossed choices yes it's choices yeah and yeah, then I get to see the, the choices then most importantly I have to see the consequences of those choices if you don't see yeah. the consequences of the choices then it's meaningless and I don't care and I lo- it loses impact so much faster and if your choice is like well, real quick you get plus two to your to your percentage to crit and that was the reward for my big choice uh, okay all right uh, it's not as rewarding for me Fair enough. Well, so what, real quick, what were the three choices again um, after you beat the boss? So it was resurrecting... Th- was it th- th- three or two? Okay, go ahead. All the people who had been killed by the bad guy. Uh, and okay. I'm just going off of my memory, memory here. It could have been yeah, the ones. Yeah. Uh, two was resurrect your dog or three was get a massive amount of wealth and there was stuff to buy in that game.
2: I'm just curious, you know, just the moral. Que- the moral. It's a moral question here. What would you guys do <laughs> if it was you? <laughs> like, honestly, I'm actually like, real curious. Now. Oh. <laughs> well, here's the thing. My thought is, and I, you know, my thought is, is if you weren't directly if, at fault for the deaths of the humans, you know, for the deaths are you obligated of the to people, bring them back? back? Are you obligated to bring them back? And is it would it would it? I, I mean. I I this is a harsh. It's a hard. You know, maybe my answer is harsh, but I you know logically it's like unless you were directly responsible for them, I don't think I think you're totally fine in choosing to bring back your dog, All Because right? that you know, but maybe that's a little more
0: selfish. Big I Papa. Know. No way, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I thought about this for a long time, and it it's had to like, be for for me. It had to be to, to bring all the people back, and I think that like. Mm, I think that's also kind of what makes. See, I wish that question would have been more challenging. And like, and I don't mean to derail this conversation because this is gonna derail the conversation. But um, that's what made for me. That's what made the Infinity War and Endgame of the Marvel Cinematic Universe a little less exciting because, you know, they had they were gonna bring everybody back, right? Like that's that's what you do. You half of all humanity just got wiped out. Okay, well you gotta bring them back. How are you going to do that? That's really the question. But wouldn't it be cool if that, because like Fable 2 made you be like, you don't have to bring them all back. You can get something that you lost. And that companion, that dog companion that I had, like, I can't remember why I was so attached to it. I think you must have been able to like, I don't think you could level it up, but it would like fetch stuff for you. You cared about this animal by the end of it. Um, It just makes a much more interesting choice. Than just being like, I just want to, I'll save everybody. I'll just be, I'll just, I'll just save everyone. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting question. I, I, I I like it. I think Ruko would just take the
0: gold. Probably. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) No, I'll still have the good memories of my dog and, you know, I didn't kill those people. So I'll just take the money and I save the world. (laughs) 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 Fair enough. Now, I I was just going to bring this up because, to be fair, RPGs don't have to necessarily have good story. Some of them are just a lot about combat or building character trees and and things like that. Do you guys find um, those RPGs still interesting enough for you to to play them? Or are you a little dissuaded? I'm talking, I guess, a game more like Dark Souls. And don't get me wrong, Dark Souls has. other things that might dissuade you from playing it, but like the the story in that game is uh, a little bit vague and it's told pretty much from item descriptions. Right, you pick up a new item, and if you read the description, it gives you a little piece of the oh, story. Oh, I did of not read world.
0: any of those item descriptions. Oh, played.
1: neither neither did I. But the combat in that game is is fantastic. Um, so are, I I guess my question for you guys is, are you are you still drawn to games or RPGs that are a little less story focus and more on the combat side of things.
2: Yes, I would say yes because um, as long as you still have meaningful choices and um, so for example and, and I think we've all done this but it generally in, <laughs> in MMOs um, like World of Warcraft, mm. how often are you reading the quest text yes. at this point? Yes, even That's a in, good example. Even, <laughs> even in new expansions. Now, now uh, when never. I when I went through Shadowlands, I actually followed the story as best as I could because I was like, I'm going to do it. It you kind know? of forces you, but to like same time. It, well, right, fair enough. So, but but like you know, obviously there's okay. Obviously, you can do it once and then don't have to worry about it again. But it's it's even like. I feel like MMOs, because of the nature, the competitive nature of it, and everyone's trying to get to end level, you know, you're almost discouraged a bit to like slow down and, and enjoy the story. Um, not that you anyone. You know, anyway, my my point is is I still love MMOs, even when I don't get much out of uh, of the, you know the. Out from, of the story of it um, because I love creating my own character and having unique abilities and going through the world and experience it, you know, combat in a different way than than other people and building my character differently and then, you know, getting you – know, it has a different structure to it. And even when it comes to like Elder Souls, which is not – or Elder Souls um, – is that right? No, Elder Elder Scrolls. <laughs> no, what am I yeah. trying to say? Dark Souls. Dark Souls. You... I Dark was Souls. thinking Elder <laughs> Elder Ring and Dark Souls. I think that's El- what I. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so so Dark Souls, which isn't an MMO, I think I would still be pulled towards those kind of games as long as it had meaningful choices, as long as you know um, so I could I, build I, my character uniquely because because okay. I'll tell you what and, I'm not interested in. Um. If it's if it's if it doesn't have a good story and it's just focused on a character that I I'm not invested in um, or I can't develop in my own way, I'm less likely to play it at that point. For example, a, a game like Jack and Baxter, where it has its own story. And you're pretty set on what your character can and cannot do, right? You maybe unlock a few yeah. abilities along the way, but you can't build them differently. And, and you just kind of are forced through a story. You're, you're pigeonholed. Right. As long as that story is interesting, then I'm okay with that kind of game. But otherwise, no, thank you. You know, it's I want, I want the role play in an RPG. I mm. want to be able to experience it my own way and make decisions. And even if the story is weak, I'm okay with that as long as I still have those choices, those kind of choices.
1: Right. And so I guess that was my question is if you considered, you know, um, just how you build your character, like what stats you put into it and what kind of armor you wear and things like that. Is that a meaningful enough choice for you in an RPG to?
2: Yeah. 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 Because sometimes I just want a game, you know, sometimes I don't want the narrative. Sometimes I just want the game. And even if if you're not
1: affecting the storyline, per se, even if it has really good individual character. Uh, choices in building your you're right,
2: like Pokemon, right? I love, I enjoy the combat <laughs> and the catching of the Pokemon. Sometimes I felt like the story, depending on the ver- depending <laughs> on the generation, yeah, a
1: ten year old uh, kid who uh, never right, yeah. it just doesn't <laughs> right? appeal yeah. to me, and it
2: gets in the way a little bit. Yeah. Especially, I played Sun and Moon, and holy crap, I was so annoyed with your buddy who kept coming around and. Was making cheesy jokes and doing and just so much dialogue that I was not interested in. You know, uh, if it was see, I really liked uh, Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that <laughs> I did <Okay>. no. <laughs> the gyms were interesting, but I did not like that uh, character. I could have cared less for your best friend. Sure, Um sure. He just got in the way. It annoyed me. I just wanted to play the game, and I I even enjoy the main storyline. But that wasn't really the main story. That was just like. Relationship building right. with someone I didn't care about. So, so that, so, so my answer to your question is, yeah, My answer is yes, as long as you know there's choices there in the mechanics and the game is fun. You know, if the game is fun, the story can be subpar or 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 vague or whatever. But if the game is fun, which Dark Souls is is a, has a genre defining mechanics. You know, I, I'm oh. definitely interested in playing that game. I I you would know,
1: say genre defining. Difficulty, but I to to be fair, fair, enough, Souls, fair it's, enough. it's it's not that Dark Souls doesn't have a story. It's just you you have to um put put in this extra to work, I guess, to get the most out of it. And um, I know for a lot of players that you don't want to do that. That being said, I mean there are YouTubers. There's especially one really good YouTuber. Um, called vati vidya who who does these amazing high quality videos on the dark Souls stories he goes through and he reads all the item scriptures he compiles mm-hmm. what the story is and and then he he presents it in this really um great narrative cinematic way that's cool. and I, I, it's great so i, I you know i Dark Souls, for me, I mean, I wasn't drawn to the game because of the story. I played all three of those games without having a clue what I was doing, <laughs> right? right? Like, w- within the actual world. But it was still really interesting to go back and learn about the story afterwards When I once I found this YouTube channel. Um, but so I, I guess I, I would say I, I, I agree with you. I think individual character building you know having stats and being able to build your character and do what you want with them is it can be enough it can be, it, good it can enough.
2: be enough as yeah. if the game is fun itself right then, then, yeah. then that can yeah. be enough sure. what does slacker
0: think though <laughs> i well i think <laughs> that um your your example of world of warcraft kind of hit the nail on the head because that, that, that that's a game i i think has does the poorest job telling a compelling story for an RPG, just because of the format that it's delivered in. Um, they've yeah. certainly gotten better over the years, but it, it, it does a poor, poor time delivering a compelling story. But I think the magic sauce behind it for me is where does my payoff come from? Am I uh, am I getting my rush of endorphin because I finally took down that bad guy because I built my character just right, and I, I finally got this item that let me counter this move and I overcame it, I re- that is rewarding. It doesn't matter if the story was good or not, if the payoff is there, or is the payoff in the story. And I think that when yeah. a developer sitting down to design these games, that has to be the key thing, because when, when you have one but not the other, or when you're very... Uh, so, for example, I feel like my experience with Final Fantasy has been that... You're, you are you are trying to build uh, these characters and, and you're trying to get these cool moves and you're upping their stats and you're equipping these items. But the payoff is in the story, actually, which I'm not involved in. I'm actually not really involved in my Final Fantasy story. I'm just listening. I'm just watching the story unfold and taking care of the combat part. And I felt like the story's supposed to be more rewarding than the combat, if that makes sense. And I, and yeah. that for, for me, that will fall apart very, very quickly. Um. Yeah. I well, and see, like the latest Final Fantasy
1: 15. Um. Yeah. I you you were definitely involved in the story, and you were the main character of the story, and you were the one driving the story. I just didn't think the story was super compelling. Compelling. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. it just. I. You go back to the older Final Fantasy games we were talking about. Final Fantasy IV. Final Fantasy VI. You were directly involved with every aspect of that story, and it. They're both phenomenal stories and um which is why i say they they hold up even today because if you want that experience where you're you play an rpg where you, you still have the items and you still have to build things up but you want it to have an effect on the story and those are those are the good games to to go play for that so
0: i gotta tell you i think there's very few rpg games that i'm playing just for the mechanics of the game
2: yeah, I I would agree. Story has a huge weight in RPGs, but I I would say um, mechanics do too. I mean, you bring up a good point with the payoff thing and World of Warcraft. Um, I think that's why World of Warcraft has kind of suffered in later years as it's gone through expansions because they've as they've gone for convenience to in, invite newer players. Um, you know, so you level up it's all about just grinding through and getting to in in game as, as soon as possible but back in, in vanilla back in my why, day. Is, <laughs> well one of the coolest experiences for me was was fighting hogger in as an alliance mm-hmm. quest line because you had it was like your first group quest that you had to do right around level 10 or so and um it was it was it was cool because I was playing a paladin and I was able to solo Hogger by myself. And I felt so freaking cool because, hey, I was able to solo it. Now, obviously, pal, you know, Paladins have, to, you know, the tools to kind of survive that. Um, but it wasn't easy because I had to do it a couple times. And I finally figured out, a good, you know, how, to, and I did it. And I beat him. And, and it was awesome because I didn't have to group up. Um, and I was able to beat him solo. But, you know, that was just... A cool experience for me, and, and it kind of goes back to what you're saying. It was the payoff, right? Because it wasn't necessarily necessarily the story of going out and hunting Hogger and finding, because you knew where he was, and you you know, right, it, right, You just had to complete a quest. It was just a quest, um, but it was an elite quest, and just being able to do that solo, and you know, with the mechanics of the game, and it just was awesome experience for me. So that was that was a payoff for me. Um, so anyway, just throwing that in there.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, payoff doesn't have to come at the end of the game, which is, which right. is great about RPGs. And that was what was great about Classic or Vanilla World of Warcraft was the, the game was just as much about the journey as it was the in-game con- end game content, right? You could still have a ton of fun and a ton of awesome experiences <sighs> exactly. and payoff throughout your leveling up experience uh, as you did, you know, at the at the end game, beating raid bosses, just exploring
2: so, the world, you know, yeah. just like yeah, like yeah, it was, like
1: Stranglethorn, finding Arpo- the secret little cave or something, right? Right. That you didn't think anyone it's, else knew about was always fun, especially
0: and- rewarding when you'd find something from a different game that you played. So maybe it's Warcraft three, and you find like the tomb of of Uther, like that. That was mm. really a yeah. really cool moment yeah. too.
2: That's yeah. cool. I, I, I posted a v- little video in, in our Discord, of, you know, just about going into Stranglethorn Vale for the first time, you know, because that was also an, <sighs> an experience, experience, you know. Yeah. It's like the the yeah. world the world PvP opened up for you at that point, and it was a whole other experience, and it was just awesome. It was like now here comes awesome, a new or
1: terrifying because well, I still yeah. have nightmares. Well, depending on how well Thorn you did. Now,
2: so. <laughs> Oh uh, man, I I had so much fun doing the World PvP in, in
0: World of yeah, Warcraft no, for the first time. Just Just All right, good experience. So we're gonna move. Uh, we're we're gonna move on to our game dive. And so the uh, are you guys ready to move forward? I think we're ready. Yeah. 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 yeah I
1: think we've covered um, RPGs pretty well. Let's,
0: gosh, uh, this past couple of weeks we've had an opportunity to sit down and dive into Wildermyth, and Wildermyth. It's little Steam page. I'll just read it. it's what the developers describe it as, um, and and this is. Let me just pull this up here real quick. Um, Wilder Myth is done by the developer World Walker Games. Uh, Wild, sorry, World Walker Games, and they describe it that Wildermyth Myth follows heroes over their whole careers, from their pitchfork days to their powerful primes, and on into old age and memory. It is a party-based procedural storytelling RPG where tactical combat and story decisions will alter your world and reshape your cast of characters. Uh, It has a very positive recent review, overwhelmingly positive review, with over 10,000 reviews on Steam. It was released June 15th of 2021. And the game itself, graphically, is probably the number one thing that's going to turn you off from this game, right? It's kind of like Paper Mario... Style graphics, so it's yeah. it's 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 tabletop. Hey, I don't what you had. A pro- I don't hate that. type Okay, of graphics. well, no, I'm I, just saying like for, general Mario, audience, so. for general audience, it, for general, it's a little bit. <laughs> sure. um, it, it, the art style is quirky, but let me tell you what: you sit down for this game for just a little bit, and you're gonna fall in love with it. Holy smokes! Um, it,
2: especially if you like RPGs, and especially if you like stories in games, and yes. not just. Not just going through a story written by the, the developer. You're, we're talking like stories that are developed by you as the player, which is freaking awesome. Yeah. Which is um, probably because the best it's based part, on your yeah. decision solely. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's these overarching campaigns, but every little thing in between every little thing and and the consequences that arise from the decisions you make are based completely on the decisions you make you know so it's it's um it's 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 awesome so um, go ahead soccer
0: i, I think that oh, yeah, so what we did is we sat down and we started playing this game and we noticed that in between each chapter and in, in each thing there are little dialogues and they're almost like comic strips that you're kind of going through and so each of us created a character gave them a name gave them their their stats and off we went and anytime that character had a speech bubble we had to read for their characters and so this got particularly fun when we made Ruko all the voice of all of our female characters and he delivered a, an amazing performance for us, and I think that that Oscar actually, worthy, Oscar worthy. Oscar, if yeah. someday if we ever do like a Kickstarter or we ever had like a Patreon, <laughs> you are going to be able to see the back behind the scenes master class, Ruko you know, I, impersonation. I suggested you
1: just streamed it so people could have uh, could have watched <laughs> me do these but but it was you didn't want to at the time for some it reason. It was I don't. so much fun,
0: so we're like. We're like c- rivalries are created and love interests happen, and we're we're making the decisions for the characters. And I gotta tell you, I was I have been so impressed. It is probably the closest experience I've ever had to playing Dungeons and Dragons on a computer. Like one hundred percent. And yep. I've played. Yep. Uh, I play Pathfinders. Uh, so the. If you're you're not familiar, Dungeons & Dragons has this arch-enemy in its industry called Pathfinder. Um, At one point, D&D created a new edition, and a bunch of the creative minds were like, that's a terrible idea, we're going to break off, create our own company, and make a better edition of Dungeons & Dragons, and we're going to call it Pathfinder. And they've been extremely successful with this, uh, and they have their own game uh, called Pathfinder Kingmaker, and they just came out with Pathfinder uh, Wrath of the Righteous, I think is their latest edition which is literally kind of like a copy and paste of their tabletop RPG game and brought into a video game. So it's literally supposed to be exactly that, and Wildermyth blows it out of the water, in my perspective.
2: As far as narrative goes, like, as far as, like, the choices you yes, make... Yes, as far as narrative goes, goes yeah. right. the
0: character, like, customization and depth wasn't as deep as I would have liked it to be. Like, I would have, liked to like, assigned, like, how much strength or, like, like done some... Stat building into my characters, but honestly, once you get the ball rolling, I didn't mind it at all. Yeah, it's w- when
2: it comes to because because let's be honest, when it comes to traditional RPGs, like some people are really just in it for the combat. Like D and D, even D and D is structured around the combat because you level up. Yeah. By default, you level up through combat. You know, doing combat, getting experience through combat, and. It's focused on getting loot from combat, right? Like, like what, what you get to improve your character. And, and some people are in RPGs for that, not necessarily for the story around it. And I have an example here. I love this. I got to tell this story because Slacker and I were actually playing in a group <laughs> one time. And it was actually probably, I think it was one of my first experiences playing D&D. Um, but we were playing and I created this character and he was definitely an interesting character. Is this your, and, Was it a warlock? This was an this was annihilate. This was my 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 bard that I created. Yes. Um, okay. You yes. know, just yes. y- y- right. So so very interesting guy. Uh kind of you know, chaotic neutral, of course, right? <laughs> but <laughs> um so he so we were playing with a guy who min-maxed his paladin and because he wa- he was in it for the combat. He wanted to hit things hard and be the hero, you know, in the combat. And I I I remember in our very first session there was a scenario where we were attacked by rats in the sewer. We were trying, but we were trying to get to to where to the end of the sewer to save some children. So my character is like, I just ca- I got to go first because of my my initiative roll. I cast sleep on the rats and I said, let's go guys, like let's go get the, let's yeah. leave these rats and let's go save the children because we're kind of on a time crunch here. And I remember like this other player audibly sigh. like, you know, because he wanted to fight. He wanted to bash the skulls of the rats. And I was a little disappointed. I was like, are we playing this? You know, for the story, or are we playing this for the combat? And that's when I—that was a lesson for me—is like, okay, some, some people, people are just do. in it for the combat. Yes, right, and that's totally fair way to play. It. And if your DM wants to play that way, and your players want to play that way, then play that way. That's fantastic. But as you know, personally, when I play a tabletop RPG, when I play a traditional RPG, I'm all about the story. I want to play to my characters. You know what my character would—I want to make the decisions my character would make. And so. Um, so that's just a funny story but but you know my my point here is well what was my point i don't remember i don't know what was your point <laughs> well but
0: when we when oh yeah we some Wildermy. people are
2: in it for the combat yeah when wilder myth does not have and that this is my point wilder is not necessarily a very deep it it has some interesting elements to the combat and you you can, you know and what i like about it is every time you play through even if you play the same type of character cuz there's three like classes you can choose from your warrior your your rogue and your wizard type um even if you play the same class you'll have different choices with how you build that class yes. which i like so there is some depth to it but it's not Super deep. You don't get to customize your stats very much when it comes to combat. You you know you don't even get to like every time we finished a scenario, one person would get an armor piece potentially, right? And so so you might you there were situations where I remember when Slacker and I played the first campaign, you know one of his characters kept getting these cool scenarios and he would level up, level up, level up, and I hadn't even leveled up once. You know so you're gonna run into that where if you care about the combat and the, those mechanics in the game, um, it might not be as fun for you. But if you're in it for the just the narrative, if you're in it to just go with the flow and and see what happens based on your choices, it's it's gonna be awesome. I mean, it is. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. So and, so
0: and it's so cool too because you you can make some decisions, like for example and we're going to get more into this too cuz there's this le- a fantastic legacy kind of like coming of age your character's age out they like people these characters are going to come into your story and leave and, and so and you get to make these these cool decisions as this happens so for example we're playing this there's this moment where my character is trying to decide whether or not he's going to stay behind and learn more about this deep dark power that's inside the forest but doing so means he would permanently leave the group. Essentially, my character would be gone forever. But I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do that. Like, and we got a new recruit, and I could play a different character, and off we went. But it was cool to make these decisions. And I think there was one point um, where – who was I rivals with? And I almost made the decision to kill Me. myself. Rather than me. give you, it was me. This, it like, was Ruka. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it, I, I, I was, you know, I was ready to uh, let you die, I guess. So, <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> I was also ready to save you. So either way, I won. But,
2: uh, so, yeah. but, the, yeah. but it's cool. Almost,
0: boys, making the, yeah. it was cool decisions to make because. You can you can make decisions you wouldn't because you don't have a permanent hero. You don't have just this one character, and that's the only person you'll ever have for the whole thing. So you only do the safe things. You can do the weird things. You can say, yeah. "I think my character would actually choose to go down this path. Let's go." Or you know, and that I think is really well. I,
2: I in the ver- in that same campaign, I created a character that's very. He's, weird? he's very focused on – very weird, very bookish, right? He's very focused yeah. on – he's curious about things. He wants to experience things and learn things. And I remember the very first like like scenario we came across, I think he wanted to take an egg from a nest, right? It was like some egg, some large yes. egg. Yes. And my character – it it even actually showed you the – the chance it was gonna be successful yeah. whatever this and you don't know what the consequences are but it was low it was like I don't know it was like 25 percent or something it was pretty low maybe even lower than that but I was like you know what my character would be interested in uh, in studying the egg so he would probably take it so we did it and he ended up taking like he ended up taking damage for the next battle and like his person uh, something about his personality changed he was no longer um uh silly like uh um uh, goofy like goofy is a no, personality trait
1: your character was still goofy okay he still no, was but true. it wasn't
2: it was like it was like um i lost what did it do it like reduced he, he it wasn't a bit? he
1: wasn't as um I, he wasn't as exploratory as maybe the way i i, do. I don't I forget know. What dropped.
0: yeah i'm looking i got yeah. your character pulled up right now actually um and your your bookish is super strong for this character, and I think your right. goofball used to be substantially higher. So your bookish yep. stat, goofball was second. Your, yeah, your your bookish bookish stat, stat was is at ninety right now, and goofball yeah. is only at fifty six. Like right, it, it, it dropped. Was, it it,
2: that's so that's what it was. Made a significant the goofball for you. Yeah. trait mm. dropped. So so there's a whole there's a whole list of of like traits in this game, and you can when you create a character, you can adjust. Where those traits line up, These so personality too, traits, yeah, right. You're not pumping numbers into them. You're just picking where on the list they're go, re, they're going to be relative to each other. So the top two, you know, like like I did bookish at like ninety, you know, my top, which is like a ninety, and then and then the next one was goofball, and that was at like seventy or something, right? Um, relative to each other. And so what is cool is when you create your character, your top two um, traits they'll they'll put it on you know it'll be your character's name and then they'll say you know I was the goofy intellectual because yep. my highest trait was bookish so I'm an intellectual and then I was a goofball so I was a goofy intellectual so it kind of defines your character and and that actually you'll notice as you do scenarios the dialogue of your character will kind of fit with their personality traits what they're what they say and yeah. how they act mm-hmm. uh, my character all the time is saying the weirdest things because of he's yeah. you know he's a bookish nerdy goofy dude and it's hilarious cuz we're like yeah that's what he would say yeah. and, <laughs> you know I mean?
1: I, and and that's that's really what i like about the game is you know you you might it gives you these traits at the beginning right and you kind of put them in so you kind of um, have an idea of what your character is supposed to be like but i'm just surprised at how well that the dialogue that the characters have like your characters aren't saying things they wouldn't say because it's, it's based on you know the, the traits you put in the game and they follow that pretty well I mean, we're talking about big papa's character he's always wandering off and saying weird <laughs> things and being awkward and that's and, awesome you know he's really interested in fascinating the world my my character is like this straight face down uh down to earth let's just get on and and do stuff and you know all style and a, leader. Dialogue. And a leader right right so there's
2: yeah. a leader trait and i think how it works is based on whoever has the highest leadership um, we'll trait in the in the group, they end up taking that leadership role. So they're the one that is that's going to be like in the dialogue. They're going to, a lot of the times they're going to be like, hey, let's do it, let's go, guys. Like, hey, let's stop knocking. You know, no nonsense. Let's go and do this, or or let's do this plan, or you know what? They're constantly taking the lead in like the direction of the. You know, in the dialogue, it seems like you they have those leadership qualities, which is really cool, really yeah. awesome that yeah. the dialogue changes based on your personality traits. And it just yeah. it fits. Um, there's a romantic trait. And so I think, you know, the more romantic your character might be, the better chance they have of of falling in love. Because in this game, you can fall in love and you can even have kids as you progress through the campaign. And those kids can join your party when they're like, you know, in, when they're like a young adult age. You know, it's, it's just kind of, yeah. it's really cool how it simulates that. Um, Ruko, it was funny because Ruko was like, I'm going to get this, you know, I, I'm going to, we had a, a you know, Ruk- we're all playing male characters and th- there was a female that joined our, group and Ruka was like all trying to get her to fall in love with him but she ends up falling for Slacker's of course she does. And it was just yeah. like of course she does. <laughs> and but then Slacker... Slacker
1: abandons her you know to go right. off to this yeah. random thing in the woods yeah. for some reason
2: No, you know, it was it's... good but it wasn't great spe- <laughs> it specifically said she could visit him but but in the first campaign that Slacker and I did and this was funny um I kind of had the same attitude it was me Slacker and a in a in a, a female character in our group and I was like I'm going to like her and I became rivals uh, you yeah, know so yeah. so you can have different relationships with the I remember the you were like
0: group. I'm going to make her fall in love with me right I was like I'm <laughs> going to I'm gonna see if
2: I can I was like okay we're rivals it'll be fun if like I could change that rivalry to a romant you know romance so I like, I'm going to I'm going to try to get her to fall in love with me well she she never did but she ended up getting a she ended up like going through the scenario and she ended up like her head turned into a wolf like she literally had a wolf head in a human body and i was like "Nah, i'm good (laughs) i was like
0: i got it well what's funny
2: is then there was a scenario when slacker slacker's character and her were friends they were they were like they were they had the friendship relationship going on um so there's romance friendship and rivalry and they went off to go scout this one place together and there was this scenario where they fell in love and it was just kind of it played out that way and I was just laughing the whole time because Slacker's character you know fell in love with a girl with a wolf head you know? it was just but it was you know but it. it's cool that that could even happen and later yeah. on because I was making fun of him do you remember this Slacker? later on in that yeah. same campaign oh yeah the you know it all came the karma came back because then my character fell in love with mm-hmm. another female character that joined our group and d- there was a scenario that played out and she ended up getting turned into a raven she had a raven head <laughs> i was like so, you got to be kidding me we'll and we were already on. married at that point it was hilarious i have a
0: very important question for you if you had to marry a character would you prefer to marry one with a wolf's head or with a raven's head <laughs> Ooh, raven's head <laughs> <What>? oh,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, oh that's absolutely. awesome
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> In All your right. face, Slacker! Right. Well, I
1: mean, look, if you want to marry a werewolf, that's fine, Kate. But uh, I'll, I'll take the Raven for
2: sure. <laughs> that's going to be some uh, some interesting makeout sessions, though. I'll tell you what, if you're kissing <laughs> someone with the beak.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's such a great game. I think the thing that. we had, I had this on my wish list for a while, actually, until um, Baby Papa, I think he said y- you were going to get it. I was like, oh, if you get it, I'll get it too. Um, but what had scared me the most was procedural generated storytelling I have learned in years past that procedural generated is not is a buzzword it's a it's a buzzword it can be yeah I, I, I almost yeah. hate things that are procedurally generated because I, it tends to not get it, typically what it means is it's going to be repetitive and hollow right uh like yeah. no man's sky how many plans nope, exactly to, no, i mean great well, that was the entire them, but each one is actually kind of exactly the, same.
1: <laughs> well, the, the that's i mean they basically said procedural gener- generated universe and then everyone you know uh just pre-ordered the game because it was a buzzword at the time right they had yeah yeah and the launch was obviously a disaster for that game so that so, yeah yeah Genuinely scares about it. I, it's a
0: little. It's
1: yeah. Scary. Yeah.
0: There are a few times that I think Valheim was one of the very few times where I was like, "Wow, this is a procedurally generated world, but things are actively happening in this procedurally generated." It world. It
2: was well done. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, well yeah. Um, yeah. so that's
0: the upside. Uh, Wildermyth, ah, these stories that come out of it are awesome we have so much fun I was watching and, and I hope that people who play this game in the future slow down and take your time and don't just smash through all the dialogue because that's where the fun is at right yeah. is you know I was I was watching another stream earlier today of people playing Wilder Myth and I was so bummed because they were just like reading things really really fast and just kind of clicking through it to get to the next combat and I was like man, the best part about this game that I've had with you guys is reading the dialogue in our characters' voices, yep. and then and then this old guy comes on to tell story, and then we go like, all right, you read for it. Okay, oh, what are you guys doing here? And we <laughs> <laughs> get into character, we just... We make fools of ourselves, but it's just it's for the story and for the adventure, and I think that's how this game is meant to be enjoyed. And, man, do we enjoy it. I, I, yeah. It's fantastic. I, I I enjoy it, at least, very much. And I know Big Papa was, Ruko... Honestly, is this a game you would play and pick up on your own?
1: So this is probably not a game I would play by myself. I, I've i had a blast playing it with you guys. Um, but I just... I just don't see myself being able to have as much fun with it without other people there. I, I I think I think you're right. I think part of the a lot of the fun we're having is it's developing these stories, but they're happening between you and yeah and me and not just me and the computer, right? right. Yeah. And 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 that's that's fun because we get to go back and forth with the banter and we get to express how we we hope the story turns out, you know? And um,
2: so you're saying and, and they talk each rip- other, yeah. They should remove remote play so you're forced right. to Yeah. Play yeah. So I, I haven't actually
1: bought it. I, I've been playing remote play on on Slackers. Um, I mean, I, which is I awesome. Prob- right. Thank you, yeah. developers, yes. for allowing that sure. because
2: it, it, you know, and unfortunately, you know, maybe Ruka will find the, in his heart someday to buy it. You know, just to support you. But yeah, I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm never gonna buy it.
1: I, yeah. I'm saying like, um, tw- twenty five bucks for a game. I'm probably not gonna ever play by myself and um you know we'll probably play this several more times and we'll probably come back to it um you know th- throughout the year next couple of years or or whenever but you know right now i i just i have a ton of games i think i'd rather play solo than than yeah. with yeah yeah so, yeah, fair enough. And, and it, again, so you've given a positive review, but it's certainly not at the top. Absolutely, of the list. absolutely, yeah. yeah it, it's just not top of the list for solo games. I'm I'm wanting right. to play. Well, right
2: and now. I would say this, to, you know, just as someone who has bought it and I have played solo. I did a solo campaign. I just did the same um, initial campaign, but with you know other characters. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I I enjoy it. I I think this game is very. Um, it's very enjoyable solo as well. And I and it depends on your mindset Ooh, okay, when you approach it. it. I can't paint myself. Um, so I, I recommend it because I did it and I was like, this is awesome because I created characters and I gave them personalities and, and I invested my time in them. And I wanted to see how they would develop based on the choices they would make. So if you're interested, if you love doing that, if you love making characters and playing through a story that's, that's you know – going to change largely based on the decisions your characters make it's i highly recommend it it's awesome and don't forget there's one important aspect of this game that we're we haven't mentioned yet and that is it is a legacy game
0: yes. this game
2: yes. your characters when they're done with a the campaign they become legacy characters and we haven't experienced it um to the point really where we've played with legacy characters but it's there. So what happens is you'd maybe start a new campaign with other characters, and your legacy characters could potentially be recruited. They could be, they could come in and, like, I'm assuming they can come in in like, little scenarios where you meet them kind of wandering, you know, because they're legacy characters. They're well-known characters. They're heroes. And you can put points into those legacy characters to, like, improve their status in the world. Like, how well-known they are. Like, are they legends, or are they just folk heroes? You know, it's really, really Cool, and you can go back and look at all the characters you've played with, and revisit them, and and invest in them even further. And there's also legacy campaigns that they have available, so you can actually go back and do another campaign with those characters. When these characters get old, they retire. There's there's just so much to this game that's awesome. It's just it feels like it's just, it's just really well done story. It feels like these characters are living, breathing characters and they 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 die potentially they go through struggles they change and they retire and they marry and they grow old together and they have kids it's just so cool and then those kids do the same two campaigns and it's like the it's just it's a story that lasts ages you know it's not just one character and so it's really good i actually read a review um of someone I was just looking at the reviews today, and one person actually recommended it for solo players only. Um, I would disagree with that. I think, obviously, Ruko disagrees. We all disagree because we had a very fun time playing multiplayer. But this but this person reviewed the game and said, it's really great solo, but it's buggy mm-hmm. in multiplayer. Oh, that's true. And I don't true. think we had – uh, uh, I don't think we really – I didn't have
1: – Buggy is not the right word. I think it's the um, multiplayer combat. I think sometimes he did mention that because you
2: can you can you can like let's say we're playing multiplayer. If Slacker makes a clicks to move and I do something at the same time, it's going to stop one of us and have the other move. It can be kind of janky because you're like, oh, I just clicked, but why is my character not doing something? Yeah, it can be kind of janky, but someone else, so it throws you off. But you just gotta communicate, like, hey, I'm gonna do this, and then you do it, and that way, no one else is. You know, what's nice is they've. You know who are, they've they've made it so you know a, someone's gonna do something first and then the next person because it's it's relative it's, it's turn based Yep. exactly you can choose um that going in. you can go out of order you can you know you can um but if you're communicative and you're talking it, there's no problem and I haven't seen too many bugs I'd say I'd say if you don't if you if you want a super deep combat or if you don't care for story or, or narrative or dialogue, you know, maybe this isn't for you. But if you do love stories and games and you love um It's gonna
0: f- scratch developing, developing yeah. characters. It, it's gonna if hit you're, that itch. Yeah. If you're
1: looking for, you know, the type of story you get from a tabletop RPG, yep. this exactly. this is the game. This is the game to to play. I, I agree. I, it's it's been done better than any other ones published by um you know like like you said, Path uh, Pathfinder, yeah. Uh, sorry, Pathfinder, yeah, um, and and Divinity, right? That, well, I tell you what, um, you
0: want to play. If you want to, <laughs> you want to play a casual one, you play Wildermith. You want to play something that's going to engross you for, a, that's going to that's way heavier. You go play Divinity, original sin.
1: R- right, but even yeah. then, even within Divinity, like you can't have the same type of. Character story moments, right? That's true. You can't have the that's like true. I, again. I think I think the story moments in this game are just so much better, better than than any other RPG, right? It's it's fun having. Oh, man, that's such high praise because little... I. Yeah.
0: Divinity's one of my. Divinity a fantastic game. Yeah. Fantastic. It it's
1: a it's a great RPG, but you you don't get these. Cool story moments between characters, and especially when you're playing with your friends, right? You're having—it's like having playing a tabletops game that's being developed on the fly by a computer for you, right? You're—you're. You're, yeah. That's a lot. It, of
2: what it's I like. I think that's great. I think you guys hit it on the head. No, so far, no game that I've played does this type of thing as well as Wildermyth does, and that is high praise, and I think it's justified because it really is good at what it does and that is character development character choices that have lasting impacts and in developing your you know developing your character beyond the campaign beyond the story itself into other stories it's just it's so good um yeah so i i, I think it deserves a high praise. there's one you know as far as like little nitpicks i would say there's one there's some sometimes the dialogue feels a little weird you guys, have, you guys have probably noticed this too, where it's like the characters are just a little awkward in how they talk. But that's a very minor thing, honestly, yeah. for what the game does and for it being procedurally generated. Um, and based off of character traits that we've picked when we created, you know, it still does a fan-freaking-tastic job. So, like, it, it's such a minor thing, I don't even care. Like, it's because everything else is so so well done. Um, and I think it's just going to improve. Think about how, what they can do for updates for this game and DLC It's just like more campaigns and more, more scenario, you know, more like character development scenarios. And just, I'm looking forward to that. Honestly, I would love to see, um, more depth in the classes and how you build them for combat too, because that's, that's just going to improve the game too, because combat, even for as like, as it's, I wouldn't call it shallow. It's, it's. I mean, it's sh- relatively shallow, you know, compared to other games, obviously uh, other RPGs. But for as 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 shallow as it as you might say it is, it's still fun. Yeah. The combat there's a lot of choices in that turn-based combat because you're playing on a grid, you're moving. There's position, you know. There's there's um, cover elements to it where if you're behind objects, you'll potentially not take damage. There's um, armor and dodge and uh, there's a, there's a good amount of stuff in this combat. But it still gives you um, plenty of choices, and I think you guys would agree with this. I'd argue it's one of the most unique caster type classes I've ever played. Um, mm.
1: Yeah, I would but, say it's almost shamanistic. It's um, oh, that's yeah, it's that's weird. a great way to describe it. Yeah, it, you're, you're, you're more interacting with the environment than, yeah. and you know, fi- we interact with fire and and uh, bushes and things like that, right? Uh, as opposed to
0: just classical casting a spell, right?
2: right yeah, I, d- I do it's have, cool
0: i like it i do have one request out of this game they should simplify some of the names of the creatures or some. Of the <laughs> it's, uh, sometimes i'm like uh, it's for slipper to flipper i'm not sure what that is <laughs> some of the creature names are a little strange <laughs> I just, some there's but, just uh, a little yeah. a little too fantastical but
2: well i wonder but the well game i mean even great. even the city names the town names can be really weird, like really out there. Yeah, they can, but, but that's just a natural consequence of the procedural generation, I'd say. And honestly for being procedurally generated, it's well done. It's still really well done. Like, you know, I, I would argue that some of the, most of the names are make sense or could make sense, you know? So
0: yeah. So they did a good job with great job. World Walker games. I I think this is the only game that they've made so far. They are a small publisher out, out of Texas. Um, Nate Austin is their founder and programmer Ann Austin did the uh, did the art and Douglas Austin is their lead writer man I wonder if they're all related uh, but it's uh, great I was, what a hidden gem like yeah. sometimes we come across a game and we're just like this is good and get, sometimes it's with the curve of everybody else and sometimes it's not and this is one of those ones I think we, that we found that we were just like yeah this is this. there are some, some nights I'm just going to want to play this it won't be every yeah. night for sure but some nights this is this hits it hits a nail on the head. So, great
2: family game, really good. Hmm. If you go, you know if you, you want to play, play with family, a spouse or or child, you know children, I think it's a good family game too. You know, just fun little story development. Um, you yeah, know, it's just good.
0: All right, well, I think that's our show for today.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. It was a long one, but yeah. So. Uh, but there's a lot to talk about with RPGs. Absolutely.
0: So. So thanks so much for tuning in to uh, this episode of Split Screen Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by leaving us a rating on Google Podcasts or giving us a review on iTunes. Uh, If you do, we'll be sure to read them here on the podcast. In the meantime, if you'd like to play with us or give us recommendations on our next game, uh, you can catch us on Split Screen Radio Discord server. You can find an invite to that server in the description of this podcast. Uh, Thank you for being such a great community. We're ever so humbled and honored by the support we've received by our audience each and every week. Signing off, I have been your host, Slacker, joined as I am each week by my two co hosts, Big Papa. See you later. And Ruko. Bye. See you later, everyone.